0: Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network.
1: You're listening to Linux in the handshack. Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
2: All right, and this is episode number 202 of Linux in the Ham Shack, and it kind of feels like we were just here doing this not that long ago, actually. But uh, no, we are not that long ago. Yeah, we're all still here. There's there's Bill.
0: Yeah, hi Bill. Hello.
2: And I'm Russ and that's <laughs> Cheryl over you know there. Like...
0: Hello everyone.
2: And we have some folks in the chat room we should probably acknowledge. We have Robert Pitts W1RCP and we have Dave KB00 or kb 0 owd and I don't know if anybody else is in there, but if uh I know CopyLion just connected again, but that could have just been a client reaction yeah. to something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, we do uh, have
3: several people in the chat room, but uh, they're kind of quiet right now. Yeah, they're usually <laughs> quiet at night.
2: I think a lot of them are overseas and stuff, so they're probably all asleep right now. But anyway, this is what we're calling The Weekender. This is our bi-weekly Thursday edition of the show where we just talk about random stuff. And uh, Bill, why don't you talk about some of these upcoming things that are that are going to be happening in the amateur radio world. We'll start off with some like real content, then we'll get into the fun things.
3: Okay, so these are things to do in amateur radio this weekend. And uh, anytime we do the Weekender, I'll try to include some of this stuff. And uh, if you have a, a contest, special event station, Hamfest, or something you'd like us to mention in this section when we uh, do the Weekender, please send us a note in the feedback. Uh, we have uh, the recommended contest. There are plenty of contests that's running this weekend. Um, however, the only one I can really recommend is uh, the North American CUSO party, CW. It runs this Saturday from uh, 1800 Zulu to Sunday at 559 Zulu. This is a low-power contest, meaning the maximum power you can operate to qualify for a class is 100 watts. So the exchange is simple, just your name and your state, or if you're a, a DX station, I believe it's just your name. Um, and uh, if, if CW isn't your game, check out this one when they do the single sideband and Rydia. This, this whole series of contests runs twice a year. Um, so right now we're in the winter season for this one and it's a lot of fun it's a short contest it's just you know basically a, a 12 hour period or yeah yeah i think it's yeah 12 hours that's what it looks like yeah just a 12 hour period so it's not a very long commitment and stuff like that it's uh the regular uh contest bands 160 80 40 20 15 10 haha 10 like i think it would actually be open for <laughs> <a> six <laughs> 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 yeah um so yeah this is a good time to get on there and try it out uh Generally, uh, yeah, there's some people that goes crazy fast, but uh, this is uh, you know sponsored by the non- National Contest Journal, and uh, you can find everything on their website about this contest and uh, about the other two, the single sideband and ready modes. But this weekend is CW, so uh, give, your, uh, give your fist a try at uh, running uh, some fun in this contest here this weekend. Uh, the special event stations we have listed here for interest are the NI6IW. And this will be the call sign for the USS Midway Museum ship special event, uh, Desert Storm kickoff on Saturday from seventeen hundred Zulu to twenty three fifty nine Zulu. And we also have K two BSA portable six. This is the uh, Boy Scouts of America. Um, they oh, will let's be let's not
2: go an entire episode without mentioning the BSA. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow, really? I, no, I don't. I
2: didn't mention it in
3: our uh, in our, uh, our our deal we did the other. That's minute. true. You off, did. So. Yep. So, yeah. So, anyway, they'll be active this Saturday uh, during daylight hours at Polar Camp in Idlewild, California. So, Polar Camp is a uh, camp for uh, Cub Scouts. So, they'll be out during the daytime hours. And uh, they'll, they'll generally have a decent HF station over there. I, I believe it's uh, WB6 or W6CBC or something like that. Um, he's a pretty active activator for, uh, um, for the KTBSA call sign out in California. So, uh, check them out. And uh, yeah, like I said, if you have any other stations or stuff you want us to mention, please feel free to uh, send us a note. And since we do every other weekend, I should probably do a couple weekends out <laughs> so I can cover them both. I know, uh, I know. Uh, you know, back home uh, in Florida, where I'm originally from, there is the Fort Myers Hamfest next weekend, and uh, so that's that's going on. But that's the only one I know of. <laughs> There's no Fest up here in Montana. We just uh, we don't do that stuff.
0: It's too cold.
2: <laughs> too cold for a ham or a hammer a operation? Yes. Well, maybe. So well, yeah, know. especially <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, if you are anything like Bill and you have all of your antennas down, then I guess you are right. It's too cold for anything. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Just sit home and drink, and then
2: call it good. Drinking's good. Drinking is good. Well, maybe I'll yeah, we'll go when...
3: ski and I don't know. We'll see.
2: <laughs> you could drink and ski. I hear
3: that's fun. Uh, yeah, I normally do, but not much. You don't <laughs> want to drink too much when you ski. It's actually a really, really bad idea. I, I made the mistake one time, just, just once. That's normally all it takes. Is uh you know, I went I went skiing, it was real early, like my second or third time skiing, and I'm like, Oh, I'll go I'll do the mid mid mountain bar and I'll I'll have a couple of drinks and I had a couple of really fast drinks. Oh and I'm like, okay, i want to get back out on my skis. So as I, uh, as I walked out onto the snow to walk over to my skis, I fell down like four times (laughs) and, uh, yeah, once I actually clicked into my skis and started going down a green, I was like, man, I don't think I should be skiing.
2: (laughs) Well, you know how you know you're drunk in that case. It's not that you fell down four times. It's that after falling down four times, you still thought it was okay to strap in and go skiing.
0: <laughs> well,
3: yeah,
2: like, I have, I, you
3: can't have. You don't have a choice. You're on mid mountain. You gotta go. You gotta go somewhere. Gotta
0: go somewhere. <laughs> Up or it's down? i like in a
3: parking lot. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I only did that once that way. I was like, well, oh, I'm never doing that again. You know, because you're at altitude, and you know, especially here, that's. Uh, I think the uh, the midway. Lounge or whatever is at about eighty five hundred feet. So oh great, you know,
0: yeah <laughs> it hits you yeah, a little so quick yeah, anyway. Yeah, but eighty five hundred yeah, feet only it like
2: quick. it's only like a hundred feet above the ground because I, I mean he's already in the high desert. So <laughs> they they just throw around these big numbers. They don't talk about the fact that like the average height of the entire area is sixty two hundred feet. So <laughs>
3: oh no, well no, my house is at thirty four. I think Oh, so you're in a valley. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're in the Yellowstone River Valley. Yeah, see, yeah.
1: yeah so. so he's oh, yeah. way, he's way down there. <laughs> yeah, so. you're way. So down. So
3: yeah, yeah. It's a few thousand feet up. I mean, like the city of Red Lodge, which is where the uh, where this particular uh, ski resort is. I mean, it sits at about like 6,200. So I mean, you know, the city itself is high already. Uh, Mid mountain, 8,500. Top of the mountains, like 90 something, nine thousand three hundred, nine thousand four. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> it's something like that.
2: Oh, I just—I just thought of something that kind of amused me. I was thinking that all of the mountains in Montana are tall, and all of the mountains in Colorado are high. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes,
3: yes, yes, because we don't have the uh,
2: open marijuana laws here. W one RCP in the chat room said it was a good idea that we started talking about drinking because he's going to get himself some rye whiskey and. It's interesting cuz I almost reviewed Templeton Rye tonight because that's one of my favorite rye whiskeys and it's a very uh accessible and approachable rye whiskey. You can get it for like 35 bucks a bottle and sometimes even less. But I went with something I like a whole lot more, so we'll get to that in a little bit. All right, so is there anything else we should cover on the amateur radio front as far as upcoming things? Doesn't look oh, like there's yeah, anything well, else. In the uh, I will be
3: and there's nothing else in there but I will be uh pushing out, I'm not sure if you Put that on there, but I will be pushing out uh, what we talked about uh, in shop talk. I'll be pushing out those videos that I did on uh, YouTube, and I'll be retitling them so they uh, make more sense uh, with what the content is in each one of the uh, building the uh, the Linux ham radio station. So, so keep an eye on our YouTube channel for LHS podcast for uh, those to be fed in there. I'll probably create a new playlist in there as well for it.
2: Yeah, I would like to encourage folks who are on YouTube to pay a little bit closer attention to our YouTube channel because we are going to be doing a lot more stuff on there. I already did post the first episode of Bill and I's Shop Talk, which is a video podcast of where we actually go out into our various shops slash garages and talk about things, which is kind of like what The Weekender is, but it's different and this is audio only where the other one actually has video. And we're both using OBS. Of course, I'm doing the recording side. So if you're not familiar with OBS, it's the Open Broadcaster System. And it's a pretty cool software package that allows you to do some live streaming uh, video broadcasting uh, and video editing. It allows you to do scene transitions and kind of cool things like that. It's like what W5KUB does, but a lot less expensive. And uh, it, it really worked out well for that. So... Uh, yeah, keep, keep focusing on the YouTube if that's something you got some time to do. Uh, it's been fun for us, and Shop Talk is going to kind of come out randomly. I don't think we're going to have any set schedule for that, but they'll be showing up periodically. And as I mentioned in episode 201, I'm going to try and post all of the audio episodes on YouTube as well. it'll you know It'll just be the audio under some, probably like the logo or something like that. But you'll be able to get all of our content from 201 forward on YouTube so uh, cool yeah cool all cool, right cool. so cheryl's sitting over there and she's not doing anything and i think she's done with her editing in the Etherpad. yeah so you want to talk about some food sure all right well tell us what you got drummed up for food this time all
0: right well for food this time um i would like to point out in the very beginning that with most of my recipes if not all of them creativity is always suggested and this specific recipe allows you to be super creative. Um, the recipe this time is for homemade pizza rolls and Russ loves pizza rolls. Oh, yeah. And he likes these. I, although I haven't made them in years. Um, the prep work on them is a little time, time consuming, but they freeze great raw. Do not cook them and freeze them. Freeze them raw, quote unquote. Um, so, you know, when you, when you decide to, to make these, you know, just prepare to make a bunch of them freeze them and have them ready for future dinner or snacks um i will say um the specific recipe i've posted does not mention pepperoni but oh no it does actually sorry um but in order to keep the grease down microwave your pepperoni for a few seconds literally 10 seconds to get some of that grease kind of fried out of it and if you like pepperoni russ and i also love pepperoni chips which you take slices of pepperoni and lay them out on a paper towel and microwave them for eh, 30 or 45 seconds till all the grease is cooked out and they're crispy. And then you can sprinkle garlic powder or pepperoni or whatever on them and they're delicious. So anyway, the recipe for the pizza rolls is four cups of uh, shredded cheese, either pizza blend or mozzarella, a pound of sausage or hamburger, whichever you like to use, Um, six ounces, give or take, of pepperoni chopped up. Um, whatever vegetables you want onions, peppers, mushrooms, you know, just pick your choice on that. Um, a couple of jars of pizza sauce and some egg roll wrappers. Uh, and you need some oil and maybe some additional pizza sauce for dipping these little puppies in. Um, so just stir together your cheese, sausage, pepperoni, you know, whatever you decide to use with the pizza sauce. You know, put the filling in the center of each egg roll, roll it up, uh, and of course those specific directions will be in the show notes, um, and fry them in an electric skillet at 375 for a few minutes on each side until they're golden brown. Um, you can also use leftover chicken, uh, rotisserie chicken is good, with some provolone or mozzarella and buffalo sauce, uh, with a blue cheese dipping sauce to make some buffalo chicken egg rolls. Um, so... I'm not sure these these freeze great going from the raw state. I'm not sure how well they would freeze if you fried them and then froze them. I I don't think they would be very well. Very good though. So. Probably
2: not. At least if you keep them in the raw state in the freezer, then when you pull them out and deep fry them, you get them as fresh. Even though they've already been pre-made, they're still going to be the freshest. You can have them because mm-hmm. otherwise, you've got all that grease that you fried them in or whatever's left over is going to be kind of sitting in yeah. the frozen. You know, product, and that's probably not a good
0: idea. No, probably not. So, yeah. but again, yeah, creativity on these are, you know, you get a thumbs up for that because, you know, like the buffalo chicken one, that was just something I thought of. I was like, ooh, buffalo chicken and some cheese. Yeah, that sounds good. So,
2: I think Bill's already dropping stuff. The yeah, 151's is. going to his head.
3: <laughs> now and I was, just realized that I, I was uh, needed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, i just knocking stuff over on my desk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know it's funny when we were doing shop talk remember I was I went to cut my cigar and I didn't have my cutter and I was like oh I can't believe I came out here and didn't have my cutter so I went and used the uh the punch on the bottom of the cigar, or yeah. on the bottom of the lighter and that worked out really well but then I realized that what had happened is I uh keep the cutter in the little uh velvet bag that it comes in so I had pulled the velvet bag out of my pocket and the cutter fell out of it so it's it was still in my pocket,
0: pocket right <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, nice. and I hadn't even been drinking. That was before
3: I cracked <laughs> open the beer. So, you no, know, I
0: buy him nice stuff, and he loses it. So, well, yeah. I, no, I, I didn't even
3: Know that the lighter had a punch on the end of
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> is this the new lighter you got? Or yeah, that those? Moretti that you got me. It yeah. has a
2: punch cutter on the bottom.
0: Gotcha.
2: Which actually worked out really well.
0: So, did you like the new lighter?
2: The lighter is excellent. Okay. You should watch. You should watch Shop Talk. It's fun, Bill. You can you can see Bill trying to use his.
0: Okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, um,
2: and it's yeah, funny. Use it's my Coleman. Um, I should use. I I got. Um, Cheryl bought me a uh, butane soldering iron.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> I
2: got two
0: of those. I, right. I, I was going down the hallway the other day when he was putting it together, and it looked a little dangerous. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go do laundry. I don't. I don't think I want to <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, see the rest well, of this. Well, I those. figured <laughs> out how the whole thing
2: works and everything. But what's kind of nice about it is it has a torch tip on it. So I can actually use that to light cigars as well.
0: Sure. That's exactly yeah. what I bought it for.
2: <laughs> well, why not? It worked. <laughs> and it would probably you- work at lower temperatures than the Moretti will, for sure. No, so if whatever. it gets really cold. As I uh, said, just you should watch Shop Talk. It was fun. Gotcha. And Bill, <laughs> that episode took, I want to say, 10 hours to upload. Wow. Yep. through youtube that's crazy yeah
0: you know, yeah the last youtube video i did <laughs> a cooking one was like 17 minutes long and it took two days
2: yeah so, well it wasn't oh, quite that God. bad but yeah. yeah it was like three and a half gigs or something like that and it took 10 hours to upload but
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i should probably like down compress it or whatever i think they only use like i think when i record stuff for youtube i do like an flvs or something like that
2: yeah i don't know what imovie can export in so i will i will you know, oh,
3: that's true. You're using
2: iMovie, so you got to use whatever works for that, right? Well, the next time I'm going to see if I can uh, maybe I did it as a 720, so it's a full HD video and everything. I don't know if that's yeah truly necessary, but I'd like to keep it that way if possible. And even if it is, if it does take ten hours to upload an hour long video, I'm not, I'm okay with that because I can do it overnight. It's not a big deal.
3: Yeah, it's not like we go over anything time sensitive or anything like that. So right. it's fine
2: for it to go out. It's more of
3: a just a fun little thing, and yeah.
2: Just yeah. just um, to amuse ourselves, basically, <laughs> and, which we've yeah, been doing yeah. for several weeks now and several months, probably. We just actually started recording it now, so other people can see us amusing ourselves.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've been definitely smoking some cigars over the last few months. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're trying to, anyway. All yes, right, so yes. I put up a challenge in here. I don't know if this is going to become a regular part of the weekender, but I put in a weekend challenge, and of course, this will go for two weekends, and it's... A challenge that I'm just saying I want to get people out there doing something, or maybe thinking about doing something. And it's not like you're going to get a reward for this, and it's not like you're going to get um, money or anything like that. It's just if you happen to be thinking about maybe I should try something, well, try this. And I got thinking about the fact that we've been talking about the FT8 mode a lot lately, and how prevalent it is, and how fun it is, and how exciting it is, and how fast it is, and all that good stuff. So I'm going to put it out there that I'm challenging myself and anybody else who might be listening to this to go out and make 10 contacts, digital mode contacts, but not using F T eight. Use JT65, one of the original modes uh, from the from the JT suite of modes, and, and actually sit back and, and do one of those slow, you know, takes a minute to roll through each time, blah, 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 and do that, and actually sit down and make 10 JT65 contacts and see if you can get through that and actually get on the air. And uh Why are you laughing? Are you not going to be able to do this?
3: Oh no, I'm just I'm laughing at uh, Robert Pitts's comment <laughs> He's like I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I just do CW and call it good?
2: No, CW might be a future challenge because that's one that It's would, digital. It, it's well, binary. It is binary and it would probably be more of a challenge to many people <laughs> than, you know, FT8 or JT65 because you know, unless you're using a digital keyer, which I guess you can do it through FL Digi if you want. Uh, you could set that up for CQ or CW mode and do it that way. But that's kind of cheating. Yeah,
3: Speaking of cheating, and, and such a nice segue there into uh, cheating. Did, did you happen to see the, uh, the somebody realize that uh, you can you can actually fully automate FT8 <laughs> <laughs> with using uh, you know uh, GUI macroing tools. <laughs> Well, I'm like, yeah, how, how long did that take you people to figure out? Geez, it's oh, <laughs> probably probably
2: not very long, actually, I imagine.
3: Yeah, and uh, you know, to be honest, you could actually fully automate HT65 if you really wanted to as well with the same tool. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you have to, bad,
3: you, you <laughs> have to re- reveal your cheat secrets. Well, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying specifically. I, I just read the article on like Facebook not too long ago, <laughs> like like uh, about an hour before I came on the show here. Um, so I, I don't have the context, but I know exactly what it, what it's doing. So I, I don't know if you've ever used this as a sysadmin back in the old days uh, when uh, you didn't really have a uh, you know PowerShell and stuff like that for Windows servers. We actually had to do crazy stuff with the UI, and uh, we found all these little tools that you can uh, you know. Say, okay, if you see an OK dialog box pop up, press the OK button. You can actually have it move the mouse and click buttons and stuff like that. Well, people have taken that same kind of utility tool, which is basically like a little scripting macroing tool that uh, deals with like, uh, you know, event based logic. It's like looking for pop ups. It's looking for certain uh, things that you can set up on the screen. And uh, then the the mouse will go over and click it, you know, or it'll double click it or it'll, you know, do whatever you want. And you can have it, you know, wait for two seconds and then go click the enable, which is basically what they've they've done. So somebody has taken, you know, uh, um, one of these tools, I think it's like super macros or something like that, which is one you pay for, which is really stupid because there's plenty of free ones out there. (laughs) (laughs) I've used some open source ones, and you know, and a few uh, automated applications where I was basically having uh having this thing run a report on Excel before I realized you could actually you know fire off Excel from the command line. I had this little thing that was basically doing that, and then if it ran into a debug, it would actually just you know you know stop the app, close it, and reopen it, and everything else. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so people have now cheated. On, uh, on WSJTX, making it fully automated and exposing the secrets. So, you know, they pulled the, uh, the curtain out so you could see it all. And uh, so who knows what's going to happen now with that software. It, uh, it should be interesting to <laughs> interesting to see. I mean, it, it was really a no-brainer that somebody would eventually do it and then talk about it, <clears throat> um, considering that FTA is fully automated, you know, by itself almost, right, except for the clicking the OK button for the logger and then click it back the Enable TX. I mean, yeah, you, you could even write your own little tool pretty quick to look at the screen, and all you have to do is OCR the screen.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that. I was thinking when you were talking about it, there's a couple of things in different elements of the world where you can still do that. Like from a command line perspective, there's the expect command, which you can oh, use yeah, yeah. to uh, create CLI-type logic where you can set up an SSH script or something to do something, and every time it gets feedback from the remote end, it can, you know, progress through and step through uh, some procedure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, I used to write a, um,
3: expect stuff on the command line. And then, yeah, this uh, the tool I used, I think it was, like, called ScullyX or something like that, ScullyUIX or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. It was uh, written in a, you know, basically the macroean language was an expect as well. Except for you could actually drag and drop images of like you know little screenshots. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> you could screenshot the OK button, and it would sit there and look at the screen until it saw that OK button, and then it would follow the actions once it did it. So it's basically just running an expect around uh, around those events. So yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen now? The cats <laughs> out of the bag. Right. It, along those the same lines, are going to be on there uh, getting their... You know, five billion contacts for this uh, grid chase award for the AWRL
2: this uh, this year. Hey, don't give anybody any ideas. <laughs> <laughs>
3: if everybody does it, then it's not cheating, right?
2: Well, that's true, I suppose. they will just have to create a special class for people who don't use the cheat methods, so you get an extra point per contact. Right. Right. right yeah. <laughs> so if you
3: see somebody making contacts twenty four hours a day in LOTW, <laughs> then uh, please, by all means, find that ham for running his nation unattended.
2: That's right. That's against the rules. Yes. And yes. in the mobile world, there's another thing called a IFTTT, which I'm sure you're familiar with, but that does the same kind of thing. And you can use that across different applications and stuff. It's it's mainly used to integrate with applications so that, like, say, your GPS app uh, detects that you've gone to a certain place then you can trigger an alarm or something like that. So uh, along yeah. the same lines of scripting uh, based on events, you know, IFTTT in the mobile world. Plus it also can be used with Alexa, but I haven't figured out how to do that yet. We sort of semi-made our home a smart home and uh, I know you can do weird things with it
3: yeah, like invite the NSA
2: right into your house. Hey, I know everyone complain. You know, is telling me about. Oh, you don't want to. You know, talk about anything with your house when you got Alexa listening, because you never know what it's paying attention to and all that. But yeah, Actually, it
3: only uh, yeah, pays I- attention because it's looking for the keyword to come up.
0: Yeah, it, much like although, your cell
3: phone. Uh, uh, right. uh, <laughs> the the thing, thing is with Alexa. Everywhere. Everywhere. The yeah. thing
0: with Alexa, we there will not be anything going on in the room. No TV, no radio, no nothing, and all of a sudden she'll be like. I'm sorry, I can't find that. And I'll be like, did you say something? Or it's like, no, I thought you did. I'm like, no. (laughs) Three o'clock in the morning. We have one in our master bathroom at three o'clock in the morning. Be like, I'm sorry, I couldn't find that for you. And it will wake me up. And I'm like, find what for who? (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know if she's picking up on my snoring. No, or... i sorry. I
2: can't find that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah, rest of the time. I, I,
3: I wanted one of those. I wanted one of those things for uh, like the hot tub area, you know, mainly just to, you know, stream music and stuff like that, you know, because right. I have a sound system out there and I normally connect up one of the phones to Bluetooth to the sound system. And I'm like, well, I could get one of those little dots and I don't want it in the house. I'll, I mean, I'll just put it outside and I'm thinking, well, then somebody can go like order books and crap like that for my account. From
0: outside. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like, ever Hey the, Alexa. Yeah. The thing is ordering through <laughs> Order Alexa. Me some moon pies. Yeah. The ordering <laughs> through Alexa is kind of a pain in the butt. I tried it once and I was just like, never mind. I'll, I'll grab my phone. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we use it yeah, they mostly to prevent,
3: like false ordering. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. We use it in our master bathroom we use it for showering, you know, to listen to the radio or whatever. Um yeah. and the ones that we've got through the rest of the house is to turn the lights on because most of the lights in the house are through it or for music. Occasionally if I'm cooking, I'll say something like, you know, Alexa, you know, find me a substitution for buttermilk or something. You know, if I'm out of buttermilk or whatever. But, you know, most of the time it's just music and Shouldn't you turning have memorized, right? I do. Kind of I like do. A <laughs> little vinegar and it, it was it was an example, you know.
1: But most of
0: the time it's just to listen to music or turn the lights on and off. So,
2: yeah, yeah, it's still pretty useful, I kind of think it's amusing, and it's it's always fun. It's like a party trick <laughs> sometimes when yeah. people are over
0: here.
3: But. Yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate, you know, seeing what some people have done with them and stuff like that. Like, I have a friend that we uh, we meet for coffee on Fridays. It's a little meet-up here in town for all the remote workers, you know, air quotes, anybody that works from, you know, remote, and we just have coffee and for like half the day, and then go out to lunch. But he's like automated his whole house, <laughs> like, including like his lawn sprinklers, his air conditioning, and lights, and doors, and yeah, I mean, his whole house is just completely you know, tricked out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, our like, well, our key air
0: is hooked up to that do that. For Alexa too. So yeah, yeah we have a yeah. thermostat as
2: well. So it works yeah. out really well. It yeah, actually it's just, it's not uh, my cup of tea. I like doing it, and especially one of my favorite things about the thermostat is the geofencing, which is not an Alexa thing; it's just part of the thermostat. But it keeps track of your location, and if you wander away from the house for the weekend or whatever, you can have it automatically lower the temperature and things like that. It's it's a nice, uh, you know, it's it's not like going to change the world, but it it is a nice automated feature.
0: And yeah, you know, we can turn on like last night. I didn't get home until two o'clock this morning, and we have our outside lights. Through alexa set to turn off at like 2 a.m um but when i pulled in the driveway the lights were off so i was able to log into the app in my phone and say turn the lights back on so i didn't have to walk inside into the dark so which was nice so
2: yeah it's it's probably useful in a lot of ways we don't really think about you know for the most part we just turn the lights on and off and (laughs) tell it to play us music (laughs) but other you know there's lots of things that it can do and I know we've kind of drifted away from drinking, but I want to get my whiskey review in here. Well, get, before. Out, get on it. I know. I will. And I, like I said before, I was going to review the Templeton Rye, but I'll do that another time. What I pulled out this time, and actually before we recorded the show, I actually went through all of the episodes we had done before to make sure I wasn't duplicating something we had already done. I apparently started reviewing whiskeys or alcohol in episode number 181, and have done it you know, through until the last episode. Uh, 200. So this time I'm going to do one of my all-time favorite scotches, which is Highland Park Dark Origins. And I have the bottle of it here. And this is one that's a non-age statement. It's uh, double-aged. It's like aged in oak and sherry. And it's it's just, I don't know, it's got really good flavor. If you if you look at it on the internet, there are a lot of mixed reviews about it, but this is really, really one of my favorites. Um. For many reasons, mostly because it has amazing flavor to me. It it really stands out in the flavor category, which probably turns people off. I'm not sure why it would, but a lot of people have bad reviews of Highland Park Dark Origins. But I'm not one of those folks. And this is a high-proof scotch, too. It's bottled at 93.6 proof, which is uh, um, 48, 46.8 uh, ABV, which is high. Uh, It's island region, and the color on it is really nice. It's like a dark honey, almost cherry. There's like a little hint of reddish uh, caramel color in there, which means it's probably got some actual caramel color in it. It's probably not natural. Uh, It is a non-chill filtered scotch. Um, And the nose on it is what's the most amazing part of it to me because you smell this, and you kind of get the immediate alcohol hit, but as soon as that goes away you're left with layers of really sweet notes to it. There's notes of milk chocolate and toffee and butterscotch and even dried cherry in it. It's, it's almost like candy, but when you taste it, you get all of that, but in a drier way. It's almost like the, the dry wine version of all of those flavors. Most of them are still there, although the toffee is more forward And there's a little bit of vanilla, but you get the rich chocolate in there as well. You get the dried fruit and the dark cherry notes, uh, like citrus zest. There's like a little lemon on it, especially if you put a couple of drops of water in there. And then sort of in the background, you have, you know, the smoke, the, the peat smoke. It's, it's really not very prominent, especially considering this is an island scotch. It's not an island scotch, but it's an island scotch, um, It's a little bit on the pricey side. I think this bottle cost about $75 uh, when we picked it up for 750 milliliter. But in my book, it is well, well worth it. And I gave it a rating of 93. I probably could have rated it a little bit higher. um, But I have not approached this scotch in a little bit of time. If I have a few more drinks of it, it's probably going to go up in the high 90s. But (laughs) it's excellent. And if you can... If you can afford to spend $75 on a bottle of scotch and are not too picky about age statements uh, and maturation and things like that, and just like a good dram, I highly recommend Highland Park Dark Origins. And that's all I have to say about that. Yummy. <laughs> so, I think we've we've been through the Etherpad. We probably want to keep the show to about this length, I would think. And I don't believe we had anybody who has jumped in to the mumble so we don't have anybody who wants to say anything but we can check the chat room and see if there is anybody who wants to add anything to the show or make a comment or ask a question before we wrap things up for episode number 202 I want to thank uh, Robert W1RCP and Dave KB0OWD for showing up tonight and having a lively discussion in the chat room while we're sitting here talking about things we enjoy yeah thank you very much Robert says, rye is a little spicy. I like the little kick. Yeah, the ryes tend to be very grain-forward, and the dry the dry sort of wheat taste and rye taste that comes out of a rye whiskey, I really like as well. Um, he says you can't taste the other flavors like Russ can. <laughs> he says he usually just tastes hairspray. So, <laughs> so Bill, Well, Band-Aid
0: and hairspray is always big, so...
2: yeah. <laughs> And Robert wants to know if Cheryl has used her call sign over RF yet.
0: No, I haven't used it at all.
2: <laughs> no. But she's got it. That's there. right, she's got it. I've
0: got it, yeah.
2: You have to get your general. See, that's where we're at now.
0: I don't see any reason to get my general. I haven't used it at all yet.
2: Well, maybe we'll have to get you to use it.
0: No, whatever. I, <laughs> I haven't studied. I'm
2: going to put up a six-meter antenna. Uh, <laughs> Well, maybe we can make that a challenge. I'll get Cheryl on the air and put up a six-meter antenna.
0: Sure you want. <laughs>
2: well, see, the thing, I think what he's saying is you can operate on six-meter because you actually have privileges on six meters.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes.
2: So if it's we... the magic go, band. Right. So I guess I need to put up a six-meter antenna, and then if you get on six meters. Make some sporadic mm-hmm. E-contacts.
0: I see.
2: <laughs> and Robert says, dang yeah. it! <laughs> like in all caps,
0: <laughs>
2: it's it's great except for on CW. <laughs>
0: wanna... Da 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 da. <laughs> yeah. it
3: does yes. have it does
2: have the five though. The five is the best number for CW. The did da da
3: Yes, yes.
2: So, but yes, your your call sign is a whole lot of da's.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so. All right. Well, I think that's it. We want to thank everybody for listening in, anybody who joined in in the live stream or, you know, popped into the chat room. And, of course, we will be recording again on Monday, which is, what, January 15th? That's Cheryl's birthday. Yep.
0: So we are recording on Monday.
2: Well, we may be recording on Monday or there'll be something on Monday. We'll see how that plays out. Okay. So there may be something pre-recorded playing on Monday, but there, there'll be something there and uh then we won't be doing this particular thing the weekender for two weeks um which is uh, it's a little odd i think we're all going to take a little time to get used to the new schedule but uh hopefully everybody's enjoying it and if you have any feedback please send us you know send it to us uh we'd like to know what you think of the changes and all of that um whether you like them hate them or whatever it doesn't mean we're going to change anything but it would be nice to know what people think so
0: (laughs) it's like everybody hated it but eh, whatever (laughs) if if
2: everybody hates it then we might have to make a change Uh, i see yeah i will say this that if you do hate it and you want us to make a change make a suggestion about a change don't just say you hate it so okay constructive criticism is always better than just criticism anyway with that i guess we're all going to get out of here so that's cheryl over there Hmm. Yeah, who has a drink in her mouth, and I did that on purpose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone.
2: <laughs> All right. And uh, out in Big Sky Country, is it still snowing out there, Bill?
0: Uh,
3: it snowed uh,
2: yesterday, but it stopped. Yeah. It's snowing
0: yeah, so it's not here right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we, we are getting a little flurry. I think it's actually going to snow tonight a little bit, too. So there's a, a wet, winter storm warning or watch in place. So uh, I did drive out to Columbus today, uh, and that's about like 35 miles away. And uh, yeah, it was icier than crap on the highway. So right. <laughs> be careful out there. Yeah, we started the, today here
0: at 60 degrees. It is now 14. Nice. Yeah, it was 14 nice. and snowing right now. So
2: yeah, it's ridiculous, but that's the weather right. for you. Yep, yeah,
3: 73, everyone from
2: Montana. All right, take care, everyone. I'm going to hit the outro button. We're going to get out of here, and uh, we'll see you all uh, on Monday. I hope. Anyway, take care.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com-lhspodcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Plus, Facebook, Twitter, Discord, and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at one lhs show That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or Hamfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at eight o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon eight thousand eight stroke lhs live. Until next time, over and out.